place to comfortably. The opening words of the Heart Sutra that we all recited tonight from the depths of Prajna wisdom, the Bodhisattva of compassion soar into the emptiness of every construct, thus transforming all suffering. Is that the right word? Something like that. Let's look, look, look into that a little bit more. Um, constructions of the mind, um, often we, we um, conceptualise them in pairs, um, like winning, losing, gain, loss, pleasure, pain, fame, shame, etc. Um, better, worse, they're all, a, all a, they're, they're an example of the kind of constructions or dualistic constructions that people get caught up in. So this is not, when we say that looking into the emptiness of every construct, um, thus relieving all suffering, it's not some abstract idea. Mm-hmm. If, you could, if you could even imagine that you weren't caught up in gain and loss or winning and losing and better and worse, imagine how different your life would be. Be, be very different. Be less stressful, for a start. And probably would be more fulfilling. I want to give you an example of how this plays out as a koan. And one of the koans, which is case 40 of the, the Gate Barrier, it's a very well-known koan. Um, and it's called Kweishan Kicks Over the Water Bottle. I'll read it to you. When Kui Shan was with Pai Chang's assembly, he was cook of the monastery. Pai Chang wanted to choose a founding teacher for Mount Taikui. He invited all his monks to make a presentation saying, the outstanding one will be sent. Then he took a water bottle and he set it on the floor and said, don't call this a water bottle. What would you call it? The head monk said, it can't be called a wooden clog. Pai Cheng then asked Kui Sheng his opinion. Kui Sheng kicked over the water bottle and walked out. Pai Cheng laughed and said, the head monk loses. Kui Shan thereupon was made the founding teacher at Mount Taikui. And then Mumon goes on in the commentary to say, Though Kui Shan was altogether valiant, he could not leap out of Pai Cheng's trap. If you scrutinise what happened next, you'll see that he accepted the heavy and rejected the light. How? Look, removing his sweatband, he shouldered an iron yoke. What that means is that he, a, a, a cook would have a sweatband, right? And instead of that, he had to show it, shoulder the iron oak of being a Zen teacher. Mm-hmm. and being abbot of a monastery. Did he win or did he lose? Well, <clears throat> let's have a look at this more closely. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm adding a little bit into the story. But there, imagine the scenario. So the teacher Pai Chang wants to, wants its successor to be the abbot of this new monastery. And so he says it's going to be a, a game, a competition, you know, there's winners and losers in a competition. 
and uh, and he sets his trap. Um, what do you call this if you don't call it a a, 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 a water pitcher or water bottle? Um, the head monk says it's not a wooden clog. Yamada Roshi says of this response, Robert Aitken's teacher, he said it's not a, not a bad response in some ways. Uh-huh. But I don't actually think it's that great a response, really. And if you think about it, um, it's a kind of... It's a passive negative response rather than bold and forthright. Someone gave me some feedback on my uh, something I wrote recently and um, told me about... Um, a style of writing which is called active voice and passive voice and um, an active voice is seen to be these days to be a, a better way of writing do you know where you, you you don't state things in negatives and so on you actually use a sort of bolder more active way of expressing yourself you know, so you don't get into double negatives and all those convolutions and in a sense you can apply that to this koan is that the the head monk replied and responded in a kind of a, a negative voice. It's not a wooden clog. Mm-hmm. And there is Pai Chang, uh, there is Kui Sheng. He's out there, imagine him, he's out there in the, in the um, kitchen, you know, slaving away, preparing, you know, to get the, get the dinner out on time. And he's just absorbed in it, you know, with these pots and pans and et cetera, et cetera. And someone says, hey, Kuisheng, there's a, there's a competition going on out here. Do you know that Pai Cheng wants, wants to find a successor? And you can imagine Kuisheng going, oh, look, I'm too busy to be caught up in all of that politics and so on. i just got to get the lunch out, right? You know, and he's absorbed in his task. And someone says, no, do you know, the teacher wants you out here. So I could imagine almost sort of, oh, God, you know, the rice is going to burn, you know. I've got to get out of here. OK, seize the water bottle kicks it over and goes back to the kitchen and starts cooking again, right? You could imagine that was the kind of scenario that happened. And the kicking over of the water bottle is really, really a, a whole expression of his way of life. So when he's cooking, he's just cooking, right? He's just totally absorbed in the act of doing it. He's not caught up in whether he's going to become a great teacher or not, or whether he's maybe going to be a cook for the rest of his life. He doesn't care. He's just absorbed in his life at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then someone says, do you know, what do you call it if it's not a water bottle? And it's kind of like his act of kicking it over. It's kind of like, it's so robust, isn't it? You know, it's so bold, it's so robust, it's so non-verbal. And uh, Pai Chang... In fact, he, he, uh, he entraps all of the monks with words. If it's not a water bottle, what do you call it? The word trap. Uh-huh. Kui Shang cuts through the word trap and just kicks it over with an action. And if you responded in Daisan and said, um, well, he just kicked it over, you're not one with your life. Mm-hmm. You have to go a step further. Not that he just kicked it over. You're not one with the Cohen yet if they're just words. <clears throat> but it's a competition. Do you know, whoever wins becomes the abbot of this new temple. 
Kuaishan, in a sense, wins because he wasn't thinking of winning and losing. He wasn't caught up in the construct of winning and losing. And that's how he sort of just spontaneously responded to the situation. Now, as the story goes on, um, so he becomes the... Uh, he's chosen to be the founder of this new temple. There isn't a temple there, it's a mountain. The geomancer said it was just a very good site for a temple. There's no temple there yet. And so he goes to this temple and as the story goes, he sits there for nine years on this mountain, um, hoping that some Zen students will turn up so they can be there. But no one turns up for nine years, right? So what did he win? And then he gets a bit dismayed after nine years and he comes back down the mountain, he's kind of given up. And in the story, um, a tiger comes and confronts him and the tiger grabs him by the sleeve and starts to pull him back up the mountain. And um, he sees that as an omen that um, maybe he should stay a bit longer and have a bit more patience. So he sits there and, and in a few months, two or three Zen monks turn up and then it, then it flourishes from there and he, he develops this, um, this wonderful temple and teaching space. But in the story too, the head monk who, who apparently failed actually goes on to be a great teacher as well and establishes a monastery. Um, so they, they both become uh, great teachers in their own way. But the koans are not just um, clever intellectual puzzles to solve. They're, they're pointing to how we can live our life. And uh, what do we do to metaphorically kick over the water bottle in our own life? You know, how much do we do we find we're getting caught up in whether we're right or whether we're wrong? You know, whether we're we're winning or how much we're losing. How much if we're caught up in that conceptual framework, we're not necessarily consciously verbalising it all the time, but you know what I mean. You you're still driven by it in some way. And if we're caught up in that conceptual framework, we're not one with our life. You know, we're, we're, not, we're not one with just cooking the dinner. You know, we're judging it as whether, oh, this is boring, you know, I should be doing something more meaningful than this. And that way, um, you know, we separate ourselves from it. Or I'm not as good a cook as what my wife is, you know, this is not going to be as good as what she does. It's still, it's still separated from the experience. Just cooking. Just walking down the street, just doing your job because you won with your job. Um, that's how we, we bring these koans to life in our, in our everyday world. So, let's just all reflect on those opening words to the Heart Sutra again.